You're listening to JSCN, radio for the Jewish small communities. Welcome, I'm Ed Horwich and this is Jewish Talk, the podcast for the Jewish small communities and for anybody interested in Jewish topics and Jewish life. And this is episode 22. And what's on everybody's minds? Well, it has to be the elections. Here in the UK, we've got the local government elections very soon. We might even have European elections to vote in. And there's always a rumour about a general election on the horizon. But who do you vote for in your local elections? Does your councillor stand up for your Jewish issues and your Jewish concerns? We've got something to help. The Jewish Manifesto for Local Government. It provides a set of issues, a set of questions, which you can ask your candidates. Are they standing up for your Jewish concerns and Jewish issues? And I'll tell you later in the show how you can get a copy for yourself. But one election that we do know has happened, it's the general election in Israel. And for the first time in a long time, the Likud party, the party of Benjamin Netanyahu, had some stiff opposition and it came from a brand new party led by Benny Gantz, the Blue and White Party. But uh, although the votes were very close between those two parties, the Likud party managing to make a coalition with the right and the extreme right meant that Likud stayed in power and Benjamin Netanyahu remained prime minister. If you're like me, I guess you are wondering what were the important issues to the average person in the street in Israel? After all, when you're close to it, it's a very different scene from when you're far away here in the diaspora. And who best to go and find that out but our new correspondent in Israel, Judith Phillips. She made Aliyah not so long ago, and this is her first opportunity to take part in an election there. So she asked her friends and neighbours what were the issues that were important to them and which way were they going to vote. Here's Judith's inside track on the issues and her experiences voting in an Israeli election for the very first time. I live in Jerusalem and Manchester, but I came to Israel last night uh, for the Pesach holidays, but also to be able to take part in my first Israeli general election as a Allah Chadasha, an Israeli citizen. I was very excited to be able to do this. I got up this morning very excited. In fact, I hardly got a swink of sleep last and, night. Um, got my polling slip and managed to read what it said with the help of a very friendly Israeli website for new voters to show us how to exactly go and do the vote. And actually, it was very, very simple. Um, the polling station was about five minutes walk down the road in a local school much the same as it is in Manchester and um, you go inside and you show them your polling cards and they then show you to a room it's not like a mobile cabin like we've got in England everybody's allocated a separate district and each district in the area is given a different room to vote in so my room was four five six um, and I went into the room and there were about four people sitting at desks and I gave them my Tudat Zuhut, which is my Israeli ID card. And in return, they gave me a blue envelope. 
after that they only allow one person voting into a room at a time so after that i went into the polling booth and inside the polling booth it's not like it is in england where you're given a piece of paper and you tick off the name of the party that you want because in israel at this election there were 39 parties standing so what you do is there's a little tray with slips of paper in and uh, little squares of paper and each square of paper has the name of the party that you want and you take a little square of paper and you put it in the envelope and seal the envelope and then put the envelope in the ballot box which is what I did um I voted for uh Cajol Lavan which is a centrist party because I thought that's what Israel needs at the moment but uh, Israel's a very got a very complicated voting system because it has proportional representation so in England when you go to vote you vote for the MP that you want you're given different representatives for each party and you vote for that particular representative that you want to be the member of parliament it doesn't work like that here you're not voting for an MP you're voting for a party and the more votes the party gets the more seats they get in parliament but because there are so many different parties it's very hard to get a majority and most of israel's governments are run by coalition so it's going to be very interesting to see the results whether bibi this time can actually manage to get together a coalition of um, right-wing parties who had enough votes or whether Kaholavan is going to pip him to the post. It's going to take quite a long time to do that. Apparently, the votes all won't be counted till about Friday and then it's going to take another couple of weeks of wrangling to see who will be able to make a coalition. As it could be that Kaholavan might win a lot of seats but might not want to form a coalition with any of the other leftist parties in which case they won't be able to form a government but Bibi might be able to rally quite a lot of people together so this election is really for the taking as far as I've heard it's a very close call so um, as soon as I get any results hopefully you'll hear from me very soon. Good morning. I'm currently sitting with Alex, who voted in the election as well, and I'm just going to ask him a couple of questions about what he thinks about the results. Alex, can I ask you who you voted for in the election? I voted for Yichud Hayamin. Could you translate that into English that for... That is the United Right. It was a combination of three right-wing parties that joined together so they could together pass the electoral threshold. And can I ask you why you voted for them? I believe in their policies. I believe in their policies of putting... It's a Jewish state and putting Jewish people first. And are you happy with the results? What were the results for Ichud Hayamin? Um, well, it's still not clear because the end of the votes are still being counted. Um, as of yesterday, they had five seats. Today, it appears that Naftali Bennett's party, the the new right, has might have passed the actual threshold, and so therefore he may be taking one of their seats. They may only have four, but it's not a hundred percent at the moment. So they'll either have four or five seats. And um, assuming that Bibi is now going to be able to make a coalition, what um, are you hoping? What kind of influence are you hoping that they'll have on the coalition? 
Well, it's hard to say because they did, definitely didn't didn't get as many seats as they were hoping. Um, the main thing for me is security. I'm hoping that the you know, the, the right wing again will be able to stop any kind of two state solution uh, disaster from taking place, and they'll be able to continue defending um, Jewish people in, in our Jewish home. So is, it's all about security for me. Is, so the economy isn't really an issue. Of course, the economy is an issue. There's lots of things that the economy, socio-economics is an issue. Education is an issue. Healthcare is an issue. But when you've got rockets being fired down on you, when you're being stabbed in the street, when bombs are going off, all those things become secondary because safe, you know, life comes first. So until we can actually ensure our security and our future, that security has to be the number one issue. Can I just ask you one more question? Why you feel that a two-state solution isn't viable? Because they don't want it. They're not interested in it. We t- it there was an attempted two-state solution back with El Sharon when he took when he came out of Gush Katif, when we came out of Gaza. We left them with a big piece of viable coastland, coastland which is fertile land. We left them with greenhouses. We left them the ability to build their own military state. And then maybe that was the trial to what they would do with it. What did they do? They burned down and destroyed all the agriculture. And they spent the following years stockpiling weapons so they could fire rockets into mainstream Israel, which didn't happen before before the before we left there. So if we gave back more and more land, let's say we left Area C, let's say we left those areas and we gave them their own land, it would just be more launching ground for more rockets. They could strike Tel Aviv and Haifa in Jerusalem. So it wouldn't help, it would just cause us to have more and more destruction. I've got my friend Renee from Boston with me at the moment and Renee voted differently in the election so I'm going to have a little chat with her about how she feels things went. So Renee, could you tell me who you voted for in the election? Okay, I voted for the Blue and White Party, Kachov Lavan. Can I ask you why you voted for them? Okay, mainly for two reasons. The first reason is I did not want to vote for Likud which is the party that Bibi's in charge, because I felt, A, that he's been in office way too long, and it was necessary to have a change. The second reason is because this party, the Blue and White Party, I felt had the greatest chance to take on uh, forming a new government. And how do you feel now? We know that it's very unlikely that Kaholavan are going to form the government, and it's going to be the uh, the coalition of the right again. Right. So they they are will become the opposition, and I hopefully they will be a uh, participatory opposition and give enough uh, sense to the government to answer any problems that come up and be like a uh, a uh, what's the word like a mevakerity uh, like quality control of what is happening in the government because right now i feel the government does anything they want and a lot of things are pushed under the rug and if you have a strong opposition party that will demand answers um to all the different policies and various policies across the board. Um, and I, I hope it will be uh, a, a way for, even though it is the opposition, that they will be participatory 
as well. Can you just give me one more ex- one example of what you think might be pushed under the rug? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, um, I think healthcare in this country is uh, moving forward, but unfortunately, uh, I'll give you a very quick example. We have what's called a basket of uh, medicines and drugs, and every year. Um, there's a big uh, discussion of which new medicines will be included and which not. And um, the current um, health minister or deputy minister, whatever, um, is the one who does the final decision. And a lot of that is being played by drug companies, by uh, different uh, uh, part. Uh, uh, elements in the, like, let's say, Haredim uh, in the country, or uh, sick people who want uh, th- this thing, or that, let's say, more diabetics, more this, instead of actually looking through the uh, uh, economics of who needs what medications. That's a very small element. I mean, I'm not talking about, um, you know, um, the defense. I'm not talking about uh, the economy. The young people in this country have a hell of a time trying to even figure out where they're going to live, how they're going to afford um, a mashkanta mortgage. This is huge problems in this country. Is you know we have kids give uh, two three years, and then they go to university, and then they hopefully get married, and now they. If you ever come to Israel, you see there's being everything's being built up higher and higher. More and more land is being given over to uh, housing. But who can afford this housing? Thank you. Thank you so much, Renee. now um, just over a week since the Israeli elections and um, it's very clear now that Benjamin Netanyahu is going to be the next Prime Minister of Israel. He got a clear majority and has managed to form a coalition on the right wing and uh, Kochol Lavan is now on the opposition with a few left-wing parties. Um, I guess the biggest surprise of the election was the fact that the new right party, which is Yamin HaChadash, which was Naftali Bennett and Ayelet Shaked and Caroline Glick, um, failed to get one seat in the Knesset, which was very disappointing for many people, even more so for Naftali Bennett, because he had more or less decided that he was going to do a deal with uh, Netanyahu and that he would be the next defence minister. But of course, that's not going to happen. Um, The other big thing is that the UTJ, which is the ultra-right religious party, have got eight seats, which means actually that they're the second biggest, um, they're the second biggest party in the Knesset now, the second biggest after the opposition, the second biggest on the right. Now, that means they're going to have an awful lot of influence over... Um, over what's going to happen and the big thing that is going to happen is a vote on the um, whether the uh, Haredim are going to have to go in the army or not and the ultra-right are saying that if they pass this bill to say that the Haredim have to do a certain amount in the army they're going to take their support away from uh, Likud and from Netanyahu and they're going to call elections 
So I guess there's quite a lot of horse trading to be done. The mood here, well, certainly amongst Anglo, is I really haven't had much time to speak to Israelis because my Hebrew isn't that good. But the general mood amongst Anglos that I've spoken to is that they've accepted the results of the election and that there's a general consensus that hopefully the country will be okay and that the best party, the party that won, won, and uh, democracy spoke and uh, and Likud got elected fair and square. Uh, There's no protests in the streets. There's nobody saying, this is not my prime minister. There's nobody marching around. People just are now getting on with their own business. And uh, it's Pesach in three days. And uh, the country's now focusing on making Pesach. So with that, I wish you all Chag Kasha V'Sameach. Have a wonderful Pesach, everyone. And I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. And I hope Judith and in fact all of you had a lovely and enjoyable Pesach this year. In the meantime, as we speak, the horse trading still goes on in Israel between the possible coalition partners. And indeed, the horse trading goes on back in the UK here with our local politics. Now, at the top of the show, I mentioned a booklet, The Jewish Manifesto for Local Government. What this is, is a carefully put together document uh, written by the Board of Deputies and endorsed by us here at JSCN. And what it does is it puts down a number of questions about Jewish issues and concerns that you can ask of your local candidates. So when they come knocking at your door, pick the questions that you're interested in and ask them, are you going to stand up for this within your campaign? Are you going to incorporate this within your manifesto? You can pick the ones you're interested in. Don't bother about the ones you're not interested in. Very interesting document, easy to get hold of. Go to our website, jscn.org.uk, look under the resources menu, click that, go to that page, and you'll find you can click on the uh, manifesto to download a PDF copy and print off any pages you're interested in. Now, let's look ahead to the topic for our next episode. Fiona Frank is another new voice we're welcoming to Jewish Talk. She's journeyed to Weimar, to a festival of Jewish music and language in the former Eastern Germany. An area full of history and culture, but also one with echoes of the Nazi past. However, it now sees the benefit of reviving its legacy of Jewish culture. Fiona talks to the organiser of the festival and we find out just what it's all about. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, in fact, if you've enjoyed all the episodes you've listened to so far, uh, please tell your friends and family. We really do need you to spread the word about Jewish Talk. Please tell people where to find it. You can go to iTunes, just search for Jewish Talk. Go to wherever you get your podcasts. You tell them how to find it. Uh, or if they want to go to our website, it's available there too. jscn.org.uk is right on the front page. And wherever you do, press that subscribe button. That way you'll always get the next episode as soon as it's published. I'm Ed Horwich. You've been listening to Jewish Talk, the podcast for the Jewish small communities.